1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. Leftover Poppy, a.k.a. the OK Beast, Blessing at Oye Junior.
1: Greg, I appreciate that you can bring in the energy, no matter the circumstance, no matter the weather, no matter the location, no matter the face-to-face versus Discord, to dis- discord scenario, you're able to bring the energy in the morning.
2: I want you to know, Blessing, mm. that for my entire life, God's been trying to kill me all right all right whether it be <laughs> near car accidents whether it be cancer whether it be now The 500th day of rain in a row or whatever the hell it is here in San Francisco I will not be washed off this earth Jesus so you back down you back down and I will still bring the energy uh, Yeah, if you are an audio listener, maybe you haven't even noticed but blessing and I are not in the big old studio We are actually in the lab in uh, here using the streaming setups because of course Uh, Barrett's off at an event doing some stuff. Uh, Kevin didn't feel well, so he's like, don't come in. Don't push yourself. We got Raj. Ain't that right, Raj? Woo! Raj making it, work here, making it work over here. And then Raj is trying to learn the studio, I heard, for the Gamescast
1: later today? Yes, that is true. I'm very excited and pretty I'm, scared. Can we, train, we train somebody how to use, like, all the video wall and production setup we have over there in just, what, two hours? Is Shame. that possible? I'm going to fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking see. do it.
2: It's a, a, we're about it. to find out how much work Kevin and Barrett really do. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> They make it sound like such a to-do. Let's see what happens. We can figure it out. If not, oh, you're yeah. all in here. Big deal. Is that Gamescast? Is that embargoed or are you, are you... Uh, embargoed? Y- yes. Okay. Yeah, we shouldn't say uh-huh. what it is. Last of factions part two.
1: Okay, uh, we are just not supposed to say that. We're not supposed to say that. Neil Druckmann's coming in for a hands on demo. It's gonna be great. Uh bless, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How's it going yeah. on, on your side? <laughs> it's good. I
2: just saw you in the main room. Now I see you this way, through the other things. It's fun. It's it's fun to use the studio in a different way. I like the fact that we can do anything and not miss a beat. I I like the idea that like, you know, when Kevin's like, I don't feel like great. We're like, all right, don't come in, don't worry about it. And, like I like that everybody can just be do what
1: they got to do. Hell yeah. I I will say I do get worried day by day, because as as you've been mentioning, it's been raining a lot in San Francisco. And I, I, I feel like I can see like the seams coming apart with like not only just the city itself, because I like I'm I told you about this. I don't know how much I've spoken about this on content, but like the final day of the year, my neighborhood flooded in a way that was very scary (laughs) in a way that I was like, oh, no, like, here we go. Where I looked in in my front, I looked in front of my window, saw my street, and the whole street was submerged in water. And at first I was like, oh man, that's wild. Isn't that crazy, Michael? Oh man, that's fucking crazy. And then as the time goes on, like every 10 minutes you look outside and it's getting more and more dire where like I'm seeing motorcycles get washed away. I'm seeing now cars started beginning to get submerged. And that was the first time I've ever experienced something like that, right? Because I've experienced rain. I'm from the Midwest. I lived in Nigeria, like I've been places where it's rained a lot. And I lived in Seattle right before this, but I've never lived in a place that wasn't built for rain, right? And San Francisco's well, not built for rain. That's the fun of global warming—that
2: it keeps bringing, yeah. you know, the other weather climates to new places they never were before. So yeah,
1: yeah. And so that 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 was the day where I was like, oh, this is an actual fear. Like, okay, I—the more it rains in San Francisco, the more dire things become, and it was just. About a a week ago, where it was raining and the wind was blowing, and like there was a semi truck that fell on the on the uh, Bay Bridge that caused yeah. traffic, and I happened to be in traffic And so I was 30 minutes le- uh, late for a mixer. I was going to for GDC. but then right before that, in the kind of funny studio, like water was seeping through the doors and through yeah, the front like, just doors, through the doors.
2: We're getting re- there, and me and Cool just there with paper towels. Like I don't know. I'm like, if I was like, it can't rain sideways forever. <laughs> we're gonna keep going through the day, and if we get to five o'clock and it's then we'll worry. Then we'll get sand yeah and you know what the water's receded it stopped
1: yeah i mean stop for now i mean now it's raining again right we're like now i'm like every day every day i wake up and it's raining a lot i'm like what now what's gonna happen today that's gonna make me fear living in the city for another another week
2: you know i really feel like we gotta be at the tail end of it i (laughs) I really feel like this has gotta be the one right this has gotta be the final storm where we go back to just being 65 constantly and not have to worry about it and
1: just in a drought yeah you thought a drought was bad (laughs) Just wait until it rains nonstop.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well... There's
2: luckily not a drought of gaming news. Let's talk hey. about a big Zelda gameplay breakdown, crime boss, Rock A-City reviews, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show for free by going to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. There, of course, you can ask us questions about the news you think we're going to talk about because you know we'll be talking about the biggest stories. And then you can tune in to watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash Funny games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com/slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up, so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com/slash kindoffunnygames and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. All those people are great, and we appreciate the support. But of course, we couldn't do kind of funny without patreon.com/slash kindoffunny. If you go to patreon.com/slash kindoffunny, you can get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free. That's right, no ads as a video and, of course, an MP3 for you. You can also get that benefit for all the other podcasts. You can watch us record the other podcasts live when they're not embargoed. You can get strapped in for dozens and dozens of exclusive shows, including my live Gregway this Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific. And, of course, you can get exclusive merch and have a great time while making sure. The lights and mics are kept on here. Uh, I digress, though. No bucks tossed our way. Go to all the other free places, listen to the ads, and just deal with it. All right? Uh, Another free way to support, of course, the Epic Game Store. Use their creator code. Kind of funny when you're checking out of the Epic Game Store or Fortnite, Rocket League, etc. on your PlayStation, Xbox, or Switch. Housekeeping for you. A new kind of feudy poll is up right now where you can help determine the answers on the show. You can go fill it out over on Blessing's Twitter. That's twitter.com slash BlessingJr. And, of course, as the kind of funny
1: world champion, I hate how you can just bend down, grab something, and it's just going to be there magically. What the As fuck?
2: <laughs> the kind of feudy reigning champion. I will tell you once again, I tweeted, I, I of course, ended kind of feudy, one of our exclusive shows on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. I ended it uh, last week with a very simple request. I was back. I had made the comeback of the fucking century. And so all I asked you Fat, dirty little nitro rifle nerds to do Was bend the knee and come to Twitter.com Slash Game Over and say congratulations And so many of you acted like you lived in Kansas And couldn't get off your duffs Couldn't get off the sofa and push the goddamn Mountain Dew cans out of the way To slam your pudgy hands on the keyboard to thank me So I tweeted out asking for my thanks I finally got some of them I'd like more so while you're there, on Twitter.com slash so you going out, filling out the kind of feudy thing, helping us make this amazing show, you can also go to Twitter.com slash Greggy and thank your once, forever, and true champion, Greg Miller. Because, frankly, I'm I'm still sick to my stomach thinking of all you living in squalor, not able to get off the frickin' bucket of fried chicken and come over and tell me I did a great job. Squalor. Kind of feudy champ. Kind of feudy champ.
1: I love your vocabulary when you turn on your WWE persona. Thank you, I appreciate it. Too. You're able to That's pull fun. out words that I've never even heard before. Squalor, I love that one. Uh, you heard I Squalor? Say, I, I think I've heard it in passing, but I've never, I'm not heard it enough to be able to use it myself. You know, like, I assume I know what it means, but I, know, I don't have the confidence to use it in a sentence uh, by myself. I will say, uh, today we're recording a new episode of Kinda Feudy, and yep. Greg, it is the season finale. And so it's your opportunity to become the season seven (laughs) champ. People keep asking me what season is it It's season seven, apparently. And so let's see if you're, if you're able to buckle up and keep that trophy for another episode. I appreciate
2: it. And then I get the long season break, right? There's a long season break for it. No, 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 no. We're back at it next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll, I'll be happy to retire with that championship trophy. They don't worry about it. Uh, beyond that in housekeeping, a new Kind of Funny screencast about Succession is now live and a new Kind of Funny podcast is now live and both feature IGN's Simon Cardi. It's up on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. Of course, the screencast and Kind of Funny podcast feeds. Let me tell you, that Kind of Funny podcast is a ride. Do we end up calling Pear? Do we insult Lucy James a lot? We sure do. We sure do. Tune in to see what it's all about. Uh, over on Patreon, this Saturday you're getting a brand new episode of the kind of funny next gen podcast where Blessing, Roger, and Barrett talk all about dealing with YouTube comments. So strap in for that, you know. Because I didn't, wa- I, I saw you guys recording it, but I was doing other content. But it, mm-hmm. I, I know where it's going, you know we're so nice to our audience, I don't understand how they could be mean to us in YouTube comments. No. Exactly, Absolutely. you know, it's
1: like, why isn't it reciprocal? You know, with all with all the flowers to give our audience, with, with how much I love the YouTube comments in the chat. Yeah. How come we don't get that back?
2: And, you know, I just think about each and every one of them. <laughs> 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 And squalor. masturbating <laughs> the seventh time. Reach their little f- their fuggly hand up to hit the pizza delivery button while they watch our content. Be nice to us in the comments. Is it that hard?
1: <laughs> the fugly <laughs> hands. <laughs> the, the first thing I thought when I sat down to do this, like, the, uh, Mike had the chat open for me to to, to check out. Yeah. The first thing I see is kebabs, and, like, kebabs going off about, like, how come Zelda adds building and everybody goes crazy about it, but Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts did, <laughs> it, and nobody cared. And I'm like, kebabs, shut the fuck up, all right? <laughs> shut up, kebabs. Nobody cares. Uh,
2: Thank you, Kebabs, and of course, thank you to our Patreon producers, Tripod Plus Plus and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money and Shady Rays, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. (laughs) Time for some news! Four items on the Roper Report.
1: A Baker's dozen.
2: Raj, remember before we pulled you out of Squalor and you were sitting there watching (laughs) ...with his fugly hands.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I still got those, I still got those.
2: Uh, number one on the Roper Report. Uh, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom shows off new gameplay. This is Ash Parish at The Verge. Tears of the Kingdom is only a scant 44 days away. To celebrate the game's impending arrival, Nintendo dropped a 13-minute video featuring gameplay and a sneak peek at Link's new abilities. One of the biggest, most interesting features shown off today was Link's new fuse ability, whereby he can take everyday objects like a log or a rock and mash them together to create weapons. It was fascinating watching Anuma. Uh, cr- and I'm saying that right, correct? An- I Anuma. Yeah, yeah, create useful weapons on the fly. And his demonstration of creating a homing arrow by fusing a monster eyeball with an arrow was seriously impressive. But be careful weapon degradation, uh, dead. (laughs) degradation Uh, that mechanic from breath of the wild that uh, players either wildly love or viciously hated is back with links stick swords breaking after only a couple of swipes ultra hand is another of links abilities and assists uh, him in creating larger objects beyond weapons that car we saw in one of the tears of the kingdom series early trailer uh, wasn't something link found in the wilds of Hyrule but something he made himself using ultra hand he'll also be able to craft boats and flying contraptions out of junk lying around in Tears of the Kingdom, Hyrule seems to have undergone a vast transformation in which large land masses now appear in the sky. To demonstrate how Link can reach one of those sky islands, Anuma used another ability from Link's new kit, Recall. It seems to allow you to rewind time for a certain object. In this case, Anuma used recall on a rock that fell from the island and basically used the rock like a fancy elevator. Once he was high enough, Anuma busted out Link's trusty paraglider to reach the sky island of his choice. Anuma also hinted that there are other ways link can reach the Sky islands. Ascend is the last ability Anuma let us see. It's basically like the escape room rope. I'm sorry, the escape rope from Pokemon. Are you in a cave? Would you like to get out of it? Hit Ascend to ease, essentially teleport to the cave's roof. Blessing? Correct. You have said, on many occasions, you would pay upwards of $100,000 for this game.
1: That, that's way more than I, I, I sorry, said. I sorry,
2: $1,800. I think it's still more, but you're getting closer. $1,200. It was somewhere like that. I think it was like $1,100. Okay, now you're just busting balls, but okay. What did this do for you, this demonstration?
1: Uh, I thought this demonstration was cool. I really like the, the new abilities that they're they're showing off. Um, I listened to the show yesterday, and I think you guys echoed a lot of what my feelings are, which is I don't... Need to watch more Zelda Tears of the Kingdom gameplay. I didn't need 10 more minutes to sell me on the game. And in fact, I would like to go into this game as blind as possible. Um and like not know anything that's going on, right? And experience it fresh. Because for me, so much of what brought me joy with Breath of the Wild was not knowing what's around the corner and discovery of it, right? The discovery, right? That's a game that I think thrives entirely on exploration and discovery. And so I didn't want to see anything uh from this game. I did watch this because I knew we were gonna talk about it on the show. And I think they showed just the right amount um, yeah. the parts of the game they showed felt like almost like the analog to the great plateau in the first game right the great plateau being the the area that you start off on um, in, the, in the first hours of the game that are the tutorial uh, area that's showing you exactly how the game works and, and how to get your wrap your mind around the mechanics what Aonuma showed in his demonstration felt like that like you look at the you look at like the health bar, you look at like where he's at with his abilities and it just feels like a oh no, this is this is these are the beginning parts of the game. You look at his arsenal even and you're like, "Oh, this is the beginning parts um of the game." And I think for the things that they showed, it felt like they're holding a, a, a lot back. You know, most of what they showed excited me. I will say one of the things that stood out to me in terms of, "Oh man, I kind of want more from this thing." And who knows, maybe we'll, we'll, when we get the final game, we'll get more, but I was a little bit underwhelmed when he first starts off and I'm like, Oh yeah, this could be Breath of the Wild. Like the yeah. UI <clears> is the <throat> same, the music's the same, the world looks the same. Like I, I, it looks like there's better lighting in places. Like I think it looks a bit, a bit marginally better than Breath of the Wild did, but not by much, right? Like if you sure. showed somebody and who's not played either a screenshot of Tears of the Kingdom and a screenshot of Breath of the Wild, I think they'll probably go, "Oh, this is the same game." Um, but that said, the more you, we get into the gameplay demonstration, the more things like the mechanics and systems that they're adding stood out to me. Um, the fusibility, where you're fusing items. To Together to create new weapons, I think that sounds awesome. You know, it was really cool in the in the in the demonstration where he like he fused a stick with like a pitchfork to create like a really long stick <laughs> pitchfork <laughs> um, yeah. stuff like that seems cool and seems fun. I think the vehicle stuff uh, seems really interesting. The ultra hand thing where you can where you can have this like Kazooie nuts and bolts like hey, create a vehicle so you can sail across water or drive across land or fly in the sky. I think that sounds pretty cool and pretty fun and pretty like if they're able to nail that that sounds very ambitious and that's the thing that does excite me i think that sounds like a fun thing to play around with if they're able to to, to nail that uh but then other things like ascend as well right it's like okay cool that's opening up a, a faster and different way to traverse through the world being able to look at a ceiling of a cave or whatever and then skyrocket to whatever is above, whatever is above it for me these are things that i'm down for them to show up because i think these are going to be the building blocks of which they create the world around in the way sure. that with our um The Sheikah Slate in Breath of the Wild, you had the Magnet ability, you had the Freeze Time ability, and the whole world felt like it was customized around those abilities. These seem like the abilities that the whole world is going to be customized around. And so I like that it feels like they're showing us the basics, but they're not showing us the end result of, oh, but here's what the game will look like 10 hours in, 15 hours in.
2: And that's one of the things I like that, you know, Ash Parish here calls out the car from one of the earlier trailers, right, of, like, how complex that looked. And, like, even right now as we watch Ultra Hand get used, these three sticks get put together to be a floating raft. It's what you're talking about of, like, it can be way more complex, but th- this is clearly the start of it. And I think for me, hearing the article, reading the article first, right, before you look at any of it, I kind of winced. I was like, oh, man, more crafting. Like, you know, I, I like that in some games. I'm not I'm not saying to throw crafting out of everything, but it is. I do feel in too much too many games right at, uh, at the moment but watching this and seeing how they're using it and how you know Quote-unquote simple it is and I don't mean as an insult, but like the fact that it is just like Sticking you're just like it kind of honestly reminds me a little bit of like a little big planet of just like sticking things onto it It doesn't need to be perfect right and it also Doesn't need to annoy you. It looks like it's easy enough to use to attach detach figure it out like you know for me, I think of you know Crafting and base building, right? As one and I think of Fallout 4, and how I just yep. hated the base building there and I couldn't line the walls up the right way, so I just never ever did it. And it's the same thing for why for many reasons, but why I didn't stick around longer in Fallout 76, even when you and I came back for that weekend, where it was just like, I just don't like building shit in this. This building looks fun because it looks like the same, it clearly has the same design principles as Breath of the Wild's uh physics-based puzzles. Yeah. Where it's like usually well, what I'd like that, I'd not like it, but inside of Breath of the Wild, it was like, oh, this is so basic, yet they're doing so much with it. So if that's what they're doing here, and like, yeah, you see all this crazy shit, and I'm sure if you want to, and I'm sure they will, people are going to make insane things in this game. But I'm sure for me, I can make the most basic thing of all time just to get me where I need to go. Or maybe I'll get super into and, and have, really be feeling it.
1: Yeah, I think that's the thing for me is for what we've seen in the trailer, so much of it looks approachable, but you can easily imagine how people would go absolutely wild with it. And it does remind me of a, a mix between something like Little Big Planet and the approachability, but then what Fallout Four did, which I didn't love the the uh, base building stuff in Fallout Four either. But when they first announced it, what I did like about it was that you play Fallout Three and you find all these materials, all these items. That is like, why am I picking up a random cup? Like, uh, yeah, most of the shit that they give you to pick up in Fallout Three, you're not using. It's just wasting space. It's just there to. to over encumber you and fill space in your backpack until you drop it. Um, I like the fact that there, that at the very least, but that's the thought about how do we solve this issue of all this useless material laying around the world? And they go, oh, you can, you can craft that material into other things. I like that in um, the the fusibility. You look into Link's inventory, and now. If you have one of the, I forget what they're called, but like the ice choo-choo materials, yeah. like the, the jelly, if you have like the ice jelly, you can fuse that with your arrow, and now you have an ice arrow. If you have the, like the keys, like the little bat creatures that you kill, if you have a keys eye, and you fuse that with your arrow, now you have a homing arrow. I really like the idea of taking all these materials that, you know, had a little bit of use in the original game, but for me, the average player, a lot of this stuff I just don't think Ignored. about. Yeah, you ignored it now it's like oh what are the ways that i can experiment and be creative with all these items that i'm picking up and it looks like they're making it approachable in the little big planet way which i think yeah. fallout 4 was missing in the way they did it
2: yeah the discoverability of what you can do with all that stuff and what it would do to put this arrow and that arrow, or you know this piece of wood to that whatever coconut you know it'll be exactly just see what all happens with it I love yeah. the
1: coconuts in Zelda They're my They're, favorite. the coconuts in Zelda are the best coconuts in gaming uh, <gasps> I, let's go also... going. top 10 coconuts in games <laughs> what's another coconut you like
2: in a video game oh of course Island Time VR
1: Oh hell yeah! No, of, co- of of course, Island Time VR. Um, but yeah, another thing I want to shout out is the the uh, the islands, the Sky Islands that they got going on because that's yeah. another big addition. Um, the article I believe mentioned that. Um, actually, maybe they, in the beginning of the video, An- Anumo was like, uh, "There are some changes to the world." If I got into the changes, we I would we would waste time in the whole vid- video. Uh, but then he went on to show off some of the Sky Island stuff, and that stuff to me seems really cool. It almost reminds me. And I know the, game, like, the game's only a year apart, so I don't know. There, there's probably not any direct um, uh, correlation there. And there definitely isn't because there were trailers beforehand. But in Elden Ring, uh, at some point in the game, you can basically go underground. And it's like, whoa, there's a whole other map here. This is fucking crazy. This almost feels like the opposite of that, where it's, hey, sure. you can go in the sky now. And there's a whole new world for you to explore in the sky. And it makes me wonder... How they're going to approach that in terms of are these dungeon like areas are these just more additions to the open world are these the replacements to their shrines because they didn't show anything. About shrines in this in, in this gameplay demonstration and, in fact, when they're when link is diving off of this the sky island at one point you're looking down at the map and it doesn't it didn't look like there are any shrines like maybe it's a thing that act maybe they'll activate later in the game, but. Um, I wonder if they're trying to find replacements for that, because one of the one uh, I, I one of the big asks that people had right was you know a lot of people like the shrines but the traditional zelda dungeons felt like they were missing like where are the dungeons that i can spend time in and really like um uh explore and have fun with they had the divine the divine beasts the divine beasts i thought were fine you know i didn't i didn't absolutely love the divine beasts i preferred the shrines. oh i muted myself
2: to blow my nose you didn't like the divine beasts
1: I they're fine i didn't i didn't dislike I them, them but i i prefer the traditional zelda dungeons more is my thing like if, okay. if, you're, if you're to okay. ask me like where i'm ranking the zelda dungeons um in zelda games i don't think breath of the wild would be that high compared to like twilight princess or, or other zelda games um and so okay. i wonder if if that's something you can explore i wonder if you can have the, the sky islands work as is maybe sky dungeons or something um but yeah i i thought that stuff looked really cool um as well to open up the world and, ma- and make it seem a bit more different and fresh
2: yeah, I'm excited. I mean, obviously, I was excited before. It's the sequel to one of the greatest games of all time, but uh, the new abilities are going to be neat. I mean, that's the whole thing is like, how do you shake it up? and how do you make it something people know and, and you know, high roll and all this other stuff, even though it's you know different times, but whatever. But yeah, these abilities look neat. I'm looking forward to it.
1: They look really cool. Yeah, I the I the one thing I'll say is that I like and I, this trailer or this um, gameplay demonstration wasn't hype for me and. Okay. I think, I, I like, I've seen differing reactions on the internet, but I do want to say that I don't think it needed to be hype, right? Like, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom already felt like it, it's been sold to the audience. Like, if you played Breath of the Wild, you're probably going to want to play Tears of the Kingdom. This felt like a, hey, let's show people gameplay and, like, let's clue people into what what it is because we've been selling this game and getting pre-orders and all this stuff. At the very least, let's show people 10 minutes, like, to, like, you know, give them something. Um, and I'm totally down with that. I think, the th- again, I think the things they showed were good i think they showed enough and didn't show too much and i don't i i'm fine with this not being like a oh shit like fucking ganon is doing bad stuff yeah and all you never back. expected
2: that though right i feel like no. so much everything we've had so much has been the sizzle and we needed the steak to some degree and so that's what this is of like listen like to your point even it looks like breath of the wild it sounds like breath of the wild but here are all these new abilities and what we're gonna do you like the puzzles of breath of the wild here's how they're gonna be different here here's how we're gonna give you special ones here like, exactly yeah uh, speaking of Zelda, number two in the Robert report. Tears of the Kingdom is getting a limited edition OLED Nintendo Switch. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN.com. Nintendo has announced that Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is getting a limited edition OLED Nintendo Switch console. Announced during today's gameplay presentation, the console will be, slight re- I'm sorry, will be released slightly earlier than Tears of the Kingdom itself on April 28th. This is a fairly standard practice for Nintendo, as the console does not come with the game installed or in the box a limited edition nintendo switch pro controller was also announced featuring a black and white design uh, again decorated with gold patterns and the triforce in the background completing the collection nintendo also revealed a tears of the kingdom themed carrying case for the console these will both launch alongside the
1: game on may 12th cool this is good for the barrett courtneys of the world i imagine you think he's gonna get it i think so oh actually no i don't know i think he would get it though i think if he was in the market for an oled for sure i think he would get it because i know he i think i think he pre-ordered the deluxe edition of the game like he's 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 all the way in um so i assume this speaks to some to some degree and if he doesn't end up getting like the oled switch which is probably a big ask i could see him maybe getting the pro controller sure that's an easy way to show your zelda pride and be part of it exactly Uh, Uh,
0: what does
2: it do for you do you like how it looks Eh, i don't love it can you throw it back up raj like, I think for me personally, like, I like the white and gold uh, base station, you know what I mean? But then I don't, I wish the controllers were the same white and gold. Like, I, like, the green just throws mm. me, I guess, on the, the left Joy Con there, where I'm just like, eh. And it doesn't, it, it, it does I wouldn't run out and buy this, no. But I think the Nintendo Switch mm. OLED in general looks sexy enough. So, why, you know, what do I need to worry about?
1: Yeah. Al, I like me? the, I like the dock. I'm with you on the, uh, the Joy Cons. Yeah. Joy-Cons. yeah.
2: Uh, however, Cameron from Massachusetts writes in and says, is it worth it to get the Zelda OLED at this point in the generation? Also, thanks, Greg, for the paint can recommendation for my 21st birthday, but I never got around to it. Cameron, you're a quitter. Uh, blessing. Mm -hmm. If someone doesn't own an OLED Switch at this moment, Mm -hmm. would you encourage, and they like Zelda, I guess, encourage them to buy this? Or do you want them to wait for Switch Pro, Switch 2, whatever the hell is going to come eventually?
1: Uh... I would say go for it you know i think it's very fun to be part of the the zelda hype cycle and <laughs> if you're if you don't have a nintendo switch like there's never been a better time to get a nintendo switch you have such a backlog of games to check out and play and yeah if you're a zelda if if you're a person that likes zelda or think that you would get really into zelda i don't think it's a bad idea yeah pick up the OLED switch play tears of the kingdom with everybody else be a part of that that hype be a part of the fun go back and play some switch games if you're asking me if you're asking when you think a switch a new switch could come out though i don't think you're gonna get one this year i think you could get one early next year i think next spring might be around the time you would see either a switch two or or i mean I admit, the switch Two might be pushing it like a switch pro uh type device yeah uh what
2: made me laugh there was in the Twitch chat not the lylander says even buying the OLED probably wasn't worth it. <laughs> uh I I disagree with not the lylander. I have an OLED that I don't use that much. Uh I when I bought it, I knew I was buying it the day well it was like what the day right before or right after uh, Ben's due date. So I knew it was going to be struggle anyway, but OLED Switch is gorgeous. You know, I I love playing Octopath 2 on that. Uh, I'm excited to be on the plane for WrestleMania this weekend and and play some more of that on that, uh, and then eventually get, you know, uh, Zelda here, Tears of the Kingdom on it. So if you hadn't gotten an OLED Switch at this point, I would say yeah, but I also then wonder, Cameron, uh, you know, are you that big of a Switch fan? Like, is it just going to be for Zelda? That's when you start getting into really your personal use case. I have no qualms about buying my OLED and the amount I've used it, which has been not that much. And... Mm. I think it's a beautiful system if you can afford it do it somebody went through the chat and said you know obviously if, or you know if you bought it honestly and kept took care of it you could probably trade it in for you know uh, the new switch whenever that comes out too and make your you know some credit there for it I think the OLED's great I think there's a ton of great games in the switch I think there's if you wanted to put a lot of time into it and that needs to justify the price you could do it it's just the question of like are also are you a handheld gamer like you know my switch is is only a handheld so like the better screen the better battery that was all a big selling point for me of why i wanted it and even if i wasn't going to use it all the time uh and even now if there was another switch coming next year you'd figure it out maybe don't buy that one right away we'll see what's up but we'll see what's up
1: yeah i'm right through if there's a new switch coming next year it'd be hard for you to imagine that like games coming out still wouldn't be able to be playable on the current switch i think you're still uh, quite a ways away from Having a Nintendo platform where we wouldn't be able to use our current Switches to play new games, and so I I I think you're fine there. And yeah, I would recommend anybody, even uh, Cameron, because Cameron didn't give give us much context for their Switch situation. If you have the original Switch and you don't have an OLED Switch, I can't recommend the OLED Switch enough. Like yeah. uh, like Greg says, like it's a it's a good device to have, and I it's so hard for me to go back um whenever I pick up an a, an old switch that's not OLED it always feels like a, oh what's this what's, what's this little toy that somebody handed over to me what's this Hasbro uh, piece Hasbro devices somebody handed over like give me a real switch give me an OLED there's something there's something really nice about having that much more screen space and yeah. then also just having the colors pop that way it look it looks fantastic when you look at it in person
2: you know what else looks fantastic Patreon.com/slash kind of funny. Over on Patreon.com/slash kind of funny, of course, you could get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad free. You could get all the other shows ad free. You could watch us record the podcast live as we record them. You could get dozens and dozens of exclusive episodes of content only available there, like the one and only Kind of Funny. I am, of course, still wait. You know what? Actually, let's do a quick check in. I'm sorry. So, because like this is a live show. So, mm-hmm. what should happen here is I'm gonna open up my iPhone here. I'm going to click on all because I know none of you troglodytes are verified, and I'm going to see a bunch of people congratulating me here, right?
1: Listen, verification is going to be for anybody real now, soon. Here, here's the, here's the first Musk problem. Elon Musk is making some big changes.
2: I gotta, if you didn't know, I got a lot of jokers out there thinking they're the next Don Rickles. So what, what I see immediately, I see Noah Ohm, who says, Hey, at Nick Scarpino, and he's responding to my tweets. On KFGD just now, Greg asked us to thank the real champion of Kind of Funny. Thank you for all you do and being so awesome. You are an inspiration to all. And say here, Gabe Luke gets it, or Gage Luke gets it right. Congrats on being the kind of funny champion and the, the champ of kind of feudy. Hashtag Nick and Andy sucks. Nailed it. Wow. Matthew Hidalgo is is chiming in about Snowbike Mike. He didn't win. Don't worry about him. There you go. Robert says, thank you to the kind of funny grand grand champion at game over Gregory Ford, dot, dot, dot. I don't know, dot, 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 being the champion. <laughs> exactly. Corey says, my hands aren't pudgy. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. And that's the kind of fun we have on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Of course, Nick, you know, kind of feud champion right here. Am I going to retain today? I haven't done two saying. back-to-back. The finale when I'm on the show, I win it. Then I, I'm not on the show and somebody else takes it away, Nick. Not this time.
0: I get it. I have a very important question. I'm sorry to not the show. Hey, yeah, you sure. Thanks, Carpino you know, Kind of Funny.
2: If you have the Kind of Funny Prime channel,
0: would you like a coffee? We're going to Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, thank you. That means a lot to me. That means a lot to me. I love you. Now, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Do you think Nick can afford to buy me a coffee if you don't support us on (laughs) Patreon.com slash Kinda Funny? Do you think your life's worth living if you're not watching me win championships left and right i up. only have 50 cents right now was that going to pay for the starbucks no put it on your credit card i bet i bet people are going to come through this is going to work we're going to get some people on patreon today don't worry about it all right uh you could go there you could get it all ad free you could get the shows you know live as we record and do all that jazz you get the there's merch up there there's all the exclusive shows there's a lot of gregway this week all right i don't want to I- have to fire nick Oh, no. Okay. But if you don't go to Patreon, that might be a thing that happens one day. So right now, though, you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny. So here's a word from our sponsor.
0: Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. Try it free for 30 days is enough time to try and completely forget about a subscription or service. Before you know it, you're paying for a subscription that you don't use every single month. With Rocket Money, you can change that with a few quick taps. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills. Rocket Money makes cancelling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Rocket Money helped me realize I had a few subscriptions that I just completely don't even need anymore. Uh, And now I'm saving that cash money, baby. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Do you want to look as cool as I look? Yes, you do, and you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium. Polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use the code Funny. You can get 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Promo code Funny at ShadyRays.com.
2: Let's just say something we don't get to say a lot on this show. Roger, great, that, great job editing that ad. Oh, thank you so much. Got, I, I like that little that tune you got behind it. You the do music great. was great. <laughs> now, is that Chance the
1: Rapper? Yeah,
2: that is Chance the Rapper. <laughs> I heard totally you not. say the
1: words Chance the Rapper on the Kind of Funny podcast, and I was just like, I don't want to know about why he's saying this. Oh, that's <laughs> a great point.
2: Did, did Brick ever send me? <laughs> did he ever send me the cameo we paid for?
1: <laughs> See, this is why I don't want to know. Wait, this, <laughs> this is not of I mean, a great episode of the Kind of Funny podcast. You should all go watch. We Greg, did. Can you, na- can you name me one uh, Chance the Rapper song? Yeah, like your favorite. Uh,
2: one? And and that was a lie.
0: Roger, <laughs> <That laughs> you know
2: what? That gift. <laughs> You know, what i hold, hold on now, more importantly, we got Brick. Do we? Well, I'll, you know, I'll put Brick up. Everybody, if you've watched the kind of funny podcast, Brick has responded to my cameo request, so that's great. Got him for
1: five bucks, okay, uh, guys. That's a good wow. Deal. Now, were you there, were you there, Greg? When uh, Drake, a while ago, but first, when when Chance the Rapper was first getting big, um, Drake had a line where he was like. If I had left it all to chance, I would have picked a name like Chance the Rapper, and the internet went wild. The internet thought it was a big, a big diss, a big. And then, like the next line, Drake was like, "No offense, I don't know, and I don't, I don't know Chance the Rapper. It's no offense. I'm just using his name as a as a bar." It was a big moment, Greg. It was a big moment in rap history. Did they settle That's the beef? Did they settle the beef? Are they okay?
2: I don't think they ever had a beef.
0: <laughs> but it sounded <not> like <laughs> they started a
2: beef real quick there. Like, did, 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 okay, let me. It was oh, like you a two-second beef. I retract the question. Did they ever meet? Do you know if they met eventually?
1: You know, that's Almost a really good question. I don't think they've ever had a song together. Yeah. Um I gotta imagine at some point they've met. Like they seem like people that would that would occupy similar spaces. Uh I do have one image, one singular image. Wow. So wow. It's, yeah. Why is, is that picture in white. black and white? <laughs> <What? Yeah. laughs> it feels like <laughs> this is like when like you look at the painting in the hotel and like they've been here the entire time. Like this picture's from nineteen thirty three. Number three on the rep Report.
2: An Xbox Series X Diablo 4 Edition console has seemingly leaked. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. An Xbox Series X Diablo 4 Edition console has seemingly leaked ahead of an official announcement. According to a reliable linker, Bill Bill Cun, uh the Special Edition console... <laughs> <laughs> what? I nailed it! Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> it's just a good name, it's a good name. I, I screw up Bill- enough names, I don't- when I nail them, I don't <laughs> need you making fun of me, alright?
1: I think it was I-, Bill- I think what it's what Bill I- Bukun. I-
2: you guys let me off the hook, but I saw Khalif Adams in the chat spawn on me be like, I never want to hear Greg say Chance the Rapper like that again. And I legitimately know that I fucked it up, but I also <laughs> didn't fuck it up. Like, I'm not 100% sure. I was like, Chance the Weeper. <laughs> but you guys let me slide on it and we just fucking kept going. I love it. Chance the <laughs> Like, I got Novocate in my mouth. <laughs> oh. Anyways, according to Bill Bill Cun, uh the special edition console will launch alongside Blizzard's game on June 6th, 2023. This is to more reportedly priced at 50, no, $559.99, <laughs> which is $6 more than the standard Xbox Series X costs. This suggests it could come with a copy of Diablo 4, although the data miner said the listing for the console they uncovered doesn't mention being a bundle. Diablo 4 will also be released on Xbox One, PS5, PS4, and PC on June 6th. Do we have an image
1: of this, or was it just was it just this? That's just this. Um, yeah. But I'll I will say, if there's anybody I believe in this industry when they come with the, the leaked goods, it is Bill Bilkun. Yeah. He's the one that, or they're the the one that does the the PS Plus leaks. They're the one that always comes with like a hey, this looks like High fi Rush might drop. Like Bill Bilkun is always bringing the, the the heat. And so cool, like Diablo fans out there, it looks like you're you're going to be getting an Xbox Series X console.
2: It's one of those where. I wouldn't say I've heard it on good authority because I'm making it up right now, but Mm. I've never seen Bill Bill Kuhn and Jeff Keighley in the same room. So it could Mm. just be his burner account, and that's what he's doing. You know what I mean?
1: Mm. Did Jeff Keighley ever respond to uh, the news that Ubisoft pulled out of E3? Because that seems like a moment. He retweeted it immediately.
2: He retweeted it immediately, but (laughs) there wasn't the usual, (laughs) like, maybe I'll have somebody at Summer Game Fest or whatever. Like,
1: yeah, just an emoji with the side eyes, like, oh, what's yeah. going on over there? Yeah, and Summer Game Fest did, like, a little cheeky gif, or whatever. what like. they say? You what mean gif? The, what they, what, yeah, what the uh, it's, look it's, like. it's, gif look like. No, but here's the thing, if I say gif, then you're gonna think I'm saying the word gift. <laughs> <laughs> no, because when you say gif, I think you're talking about the peanut butter. What is that cat? Nah, <laughs> nah, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> it,
2: I, I, everyone knows the unhinged Greg laugh. I love it when we get the unhinged Roger laugh, where he's just on another one. He thinks that's the funniest thing he's ever said right there. <laughs> that, it is, that it is. Hey, man, no, nobody's arguing. Nobody's arguing.
1: Uh, uh, you're you're yes. a gift, Roger. Uh-huh.
2: Diablo 4 Special Edition Xbox Series X, sure. Cool. Yeah. I, Sweet. I, I, I'm very excited for Diablo 4. I, I have, I'm have. i happy with my consoles. I don't need to buy a new one. But like, if you haven't gotten one, go for
1: it. Do you this think that this is going to be a sensation? Yes. Like I know I yeah 100%. Like a slam dunk sensation like like everybody's going to be all about this one.
2: I think this will be the most popular Diablo ever launched. I think mm-hmm. it'll it'll be I think it's going to be a similar thing to um and I stick with me and let me make my point before you all uh tar and feather me. I think it'll be similar to like um an Elden Ring thing. Where I think there's been, even if you've never played a Diablo, you know that Diablos are beloved and you know that they're cool or whatever. And so maybe you just missed Diablo three when it was on, you know, when it was on console and it was on PlayStation and all that stuff. Maybe it just wasn't your time. By the time they did Reaper of Souls or when they did whatever else, whatever. Like you're, you've you've known that it's cool, but it's never been a thing. I think right now. With the push it's about to get from Xbox, I think the fact that it's going to be everywhere, I think it's hitting at a really good time where it's not that there's no competition, don't get me wrong, but I think we'll mm-hmm. be hungry for a game that you can jump in and play with other people and drop in, drop out. They're doing it so well with the, you know, cross play and everything else there. I, I think I think it's going to be fucking huge. And I mean, everything you've heard off the beta has just been everybody in love with it like I've stayed away from the beta because I know I I love Diablo so I'm like I don't need to worry about it I love Diablo 3 to the point that I played it on PC back in the day <laughs> but then I was so happy when it came to consoles and I played it there and I played it I think on multiple versions it's like I'm stoked for this and I think yeah a lot of people are gonna go crazy yeah
1: I, you're describing me because I'm somebody who's I've heard so much about Diablo and I've seen Game Club Diablo and I know the the Diablo influence and I've played other loot games I know I like I like loot right like Diablo is a game that I think would be tailor made for me in some ways like the only thing is i like the top down gameplay is not a thing that i i flock to immediately but i would make an exception to check out Diablo 4 because I've heard such glowing things. Yeah. Um, I'm actually sad that I, I missed the beta uh, these last couple of weekends. And so it won't be until launch that, that I, I get my hands on it unless I do a preview or something. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Um, and yeah, just then that's just based off of seeing people glowing, glowing about this beta and hearing Mike and Joey talk about it on KFGD. And then, yeah, like the years of Diablo being a thing that people won't show up about <laughs> um, over the last couple of decades. I'm I'm very excited about it. The only thing, though, is that it's coming out around the same time as both Street Fighter and Final Fantasy 16. Like, that's my, my one fear. I'm like, am I going to have the time for it? But See, here's the I want to make the time.
2: The thing about a Diablo game is that I think you will have the time for it because it is so... How much do you want to put into it? And first off, you have, like, a month between that and Final Fantasy. June, June 6th versus June 22. Okay.
0: Like, I feel
2: like you'll have a great co-op experience with that of dropping in and, like... I mean, Joey and Mike are going to be obsessed with it, right? Theoretically, I'll be obsessed, but I'm sure, you know, my duties as a daddy at home will slow me down. Like, it'll be that thing where I think people will be jumping in and replaying stuff and helping each other do stuff all the time.
1: You're always looking for something to play with, Yami. I think that'll be a good Mm -hmm. one. I mean, the question is, will I still be making motorcycles and cars and and, um, Zelda tears of the kingdom? You will be, but I
2: think you'll be ready for something different.
1: You think so? Hopefully.
2: What, basically a month and some change later, I think you'll be ready for something different.
1: When does, the real
2: problem is, of course, Diablo for June 6th is right around SGF E3. So that's what's going to be Oh, on that. yeah.
1: Of course, yeah. going to be a piece
2: of trash on that. You know what I mean? Oh. But maybe that'll be a great thing. You know, hey, we're going to do, we're streaming reactions to these conferences. There's a two hour break between it. Let's do some Diablo.
1: Now, would that be, oh, should I, should I, put, should I get that on PC playing on my Steam Deck? That's coming I to saw, PlayStation so, also. Someone oh.
2: in the chats went by and said, I really wish it ran on Steam Deck. So I don't think it's, I, I do not. I don't know. I shouldn't speak mm-hmm. out of my ass yet. Okay. Chat kindoffunny slash you're wrong. Is is it confirmed to be Steam Deck? Because that is a great point. actually.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a BattleNet game, so I don't I don't believe so. Yeah, see. Oh, oh. Okay. Oh, it does oh, oh, Sphinx says. Sphinx so Juris says it
2: does. So, see, well, here we go. We're all over the place. Is I'll it like? Is it and like? I is, it, it's, is that what that's cross? Risk? It's cross play, but is it cross progression? Like, am I using a Diablo account on it? My BattleNet account,
1: obviously. Oh, that's a very good question. Because then that would just solve everything. Yeah. Because then, yeah, I can get the yeah. total on okay, PlayStation. Yeah, so you,
2: and then... yeah, people are saying, "Bless, get it on Xbox. I don't know why you do that. Cross-play and cross-progression. It's cross-progression. So there you go. We're solved. We're going to get it you, Well, Mark's
1: well, saying get it on Xbox, I think, means because you can get Xbox PC and Xbox console, right, which is naturally cross-progression. But like if I, pay, if I play it on, I guess, bl- Blizzard's thing and then play it on PlayStation, is that going to be still cross-progression with Battle.net? Yes. Everybody's saying yes. Okay.
2: And yeah, Steam Deck compatible, according to Nano from PC Games, and so that's great. Oh, oh Let's yeah. go. There you go. Let's fucking go, y'all. Now, of course, the big question is, how will this fuck up my trophies? You know, what I mean, if I pop something over on Xbox or on Steam Deck and I come back to PlayStation, PlayStation to see it, I hate when that shit happens. Mm. And so, frankly, I might not, I might, you know, what I mean, I'll have the Steam Deck. You're gonna, you're gonna let
1: trophies keep you from living your best life and going. Well, back I'll, and I'll forth. look at the
2: trophy list and see if it's an achievable platinum. If there's something stupid in there, I'm never gonna do. Then fuck it, yeah, don't worry about
1: it. Mm-hmm.
2: But I'm in. Let's Diablo it up, okay? I'm down. Now, the real question is, you want to go to hell? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go to Rocky City? Crime Boss, A City reviews are in, and holy shit, it's as bad <laughs> as we thought, everybody. We knew who they were, and we let them off the hook. Uh, right now, it has a Metacritic of 48 Lex Luddy at the Gamer writes, two out of five stars. Overall, Crime Boss is a game at war with itself. All three modes offer something, but none of them does their specific thing that well. Meanwhile, the characters and writing that surround these missions feel painfully stuck in 2011, and customization is either limited or random in a way that makes it feel like you never quite have control of your loadout. Then Lucas White at Shack News gave it a 5 out of 10 said, If the idea of playing a shooter crammed on top of a modern edition of Drug Wars full of pseudo-ironic stunt casting and roguelike gimmicks sounds like a good time, boy do I have a game for you the only game for you really all snark aside i don't think i've ever played a game quite like crime boss rocky city it's a massive swing and a big miss with enough force to crack the sound barrier while the ball stays in the catcher's mitt it's neither a cynical corporate cringe like sharknado nor is it a low budget dud you'd expect to see a crew of robot puppets heckle it's weird loud and uncanny frankly i'm surprised christopher walken didn't show up damn wow Who, who could have seen it coming? Except everybody. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. If you haven't been paying attention, maybe you're an audio listener as you drive, I'm going to give you the actual rundown here of what Rock Hay City is, of course. You'd know it from I mean, Game Awards when it uh, popped up, right? Yep. Uh, this is the, I'm going to read the first two paragraphs here from the old press release. Leading video game publisher, 505 Games... Red flag already. And developer in-game studios proudly announced crime boss Rocky City, the organized crime live service shooter combining action set pieces, turf wars, and over-the-top callbacks to the 90s crime movies, starring a cavalcade of Hollywood greats such as Michael Madsen, Chuck Norris, Danny Trejo, Kim Basinger, uh, Danny Glover, Michael Rooker, uh, Damian Poyter, uh, and Vanilla Ice. Crime boss at Rocky City pits protagonist, Travis Baker, Madsen, against ridiculous odds and an explosive turf war to become king of the criminal underworld world. Help Baker climb to the top of the criminal ladder of Rocky City while evading capture from Sheriff Norris, Chuck Norris in quotes. I, I put that together, thank you. Where every playthrough will be different, and no road to glory is the same as the last. Rocky City is ever-evolving, and so are the challenges Baker and his team will face. Navigate each mission in your own playstyle to complete objectives and take over Rocky City one neighborhood at a time, or build out your team across two co-op modes where the stakes
1: are high, permadeath is real, but the rewards are higher. First of all, I will not allow you to throw shade at five hundred five games. They they published Control for the PC, (laughs) and Death Stranding for the PC. I think
2: yeah, yeah, that's that's accurate. And Ghost
1: Runner for the PC.
2: I think Control might have been. Was it didn't did they do Control just period? I thought they might have done Control period. Oh, they they might have done Control
1: period. Okay. I, I just know them for their PC ports I'm looking at their site right now Because I was like, what games the 505 uh, uh, What games do they do? And this is a bunch of games that you heard before But like certain versions um, When I give them shit, I give it in a good in good
2: humor Because 505, for a while Was just like putting out stinker after stinker And then they started doing Hey, we're making deals with good things Like, oh, you're trying to change your image And then they announced Rocky City And we all saw the trailer game where was like This is going to be bad <laughs> yeah. here we
1: are <laughs> You're telling me that Gems of War wasn't a banger? And I, just, I hate Or my... recoil with a K. First off, no one's talking shit about Gems of War.
2: All right. Okay. Don't worry about Gems of War. That was a good game, actually. You just well, was the... really? I've never heard of Gems of War. Yeah, that was one that uh, Jeff Ramsey Jeff, Jeff Ramsey from Achievement Hunter was obsessed with, and I ended up oh. playing when came to PlayStation stuff. It was like, you know, a puzzle questy kind of games. And they are the people who has who had puzzle Quest for a long time too.
1: Uh, one thing that's worth pointing out with this one is that um, the these reviews are still coming out. Like as of the time I was putting together the show, like the Metacritic was already set, and like it was what like three reviews when I first checked, and then it, like by the time I put put together the thing, there was there was like five or six reviews coming out. But yeah. we're still early on in the review process. I don't think it's going to change much based on the the stuff that we've gotten so far. But uh, this, even though it, it's expected, it bums, bums me out a little bit because I, I was at least hoping that like we could get into like the sixty. Or if we're lucky, like the 70 range with this one.
2: I think it's one of those things where I expected it to be, you know, it's kind of what uh, Lucas White's calling out, right, of it being like a bad B movie or whatever, low-budget movie. I still think you're going to have that kind of fun with it. It kind of reminds me off of what they're talking about of like Rogue Warrior with uh, Mickey Rourke from back in the day, which was a terrible game, but we played and enjoyed. As soon as Mm -hmm. I said, Mike, this came out today, he ran in here to download it because he wants to stream it later. So it's like... There's fun to be had here. I can't wait to see how the performances are.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, that's, that's my thing is I when you when you present the idea of hey, this is a payday like game with a bunch of celebrities that you're playing as. And the celebrities are, yeah, you have um who is it, Sheriff um Chuck Norris? You have yeah. Chuck Norris you can play as you have like Michael Roker, you have like all these uh wild ass celebrities available in this game. I'm like, cool. If that's decent. I'll give that a try. That sounds like a fun time for a weekend, or a fun time for a week, or a stream, or or, or whatever. So far, the reviews have had me like, oh, this must be terrible. This sounds terrible. A forty-eight on Metacritic. Do you know how hard it is to get a forty-eight on Metacritic? Like, I, that's such a rare number to see, to see on Metacritic. Like, you gotta be bad. <laughs> you to gotta be, be trying. This you gotta like be objective. trying to get down to a forty-eight. Uh, like a five out of, five out of ten from Shack News. Again, like the gamer giving it two out of five stars. Uh, it's it's such a, a a bummer to me, but. I don't know, like, I'm hoping that at least, at the very least, maybe it's it's a fun stream with Mike on the kind of funny stream. Like, maybe there is still juice to get get out of it for, for a day or two. Blessing? Greg. It turns
2: out we lied. We said four stories on the Roper Report. A fifth one is breaking live right now. Whoa. It's deja vu from yesterday's breaking story that became the thumbnail and headline. We go to IGN.com where Kat Bailey and Rebecca Valentine report rumors swirl around E3's future as Sega, even more publishers back out. Concern over E3's 2023 future is continuing to grow, prompting more publishers to drop out behind Nintendo, Xbox, Sony, and Ubisoft. IGN has learned that Sega and Tencent will be skipping E3 2023 amid rumors that the promised triumphant return of gaming's biggest event may not happen after all. IGN reporters have spoken with numerous individuals in publishing and PR who typically have knowledge of event strategies, all of whom express concern about the status of this year's event. Many told us that they hadn't heard of anyone else who was planning to attend for sure. And some said they felt there has been a significant lack of communication from the ESA and organizer Reed Pop as to what exactly they should expect from the show. Several described the situation as one where everyone was waiting for someone else to be the first jump, but no one was willing to take the leap and time was running out. As one knowledgeable source put it ahead of the Monday news of Ubisoft's departure from the show, quote, there's no possible way this show can happen, end quote. Neither ESA nor Repop responded to IGN's request or for comment in time for publication. Uh, this then goes into a much longer article here talking to their sources and doing it, so this is a required reading for sure. The news, though, is Sega and Tencent joining Nintendo, Xbox, Sony, and Ubisoft in skipping this event. Wow. This shit ain't
1: happening. That, yeah, that, how long do you think it, it is before we get confirmation from the ESA that they're canceling E3 this year? ah man i feel like it has to be coming around the corner i feel like this is, this might be a next week thing yeah that's my thought
2: i think they probably have a bunch of meetings right now or if they're not already trying to figure out what's going on and then yeah you have to pull the plug and say you know they're not selling tickets for e3 2023 right yet i mean i know they plan yet. to it.
1: yeah i don't think i kind of that to since you're wrong i don't think they've started yet um but the plan was for it has been for it to be a, a public event Um, and it's hard to have a public event if you have no.
2: Still coming soon.
1: It's coming soon. Yeah, it's hard to have a public event where people are coming through, playing games, and doing all that stuff if there's no games. Um,
2: the countdown is still on the page though: seventy-four days, ten hours, six minutes, and fifty-six seconds.
1: This feels like this legitimately feels like the death of E3. I know that's the thing we've been talking about for years.
2: if i know we say this all the time too every time we talk about the death of e3 but if you fail this publicly this spectacularly when you try to partner with repop who knows how to do conventions and knows how to do live events yeah you can't
1: yeah i, I don't if, if jeff keeley has got
2: to be laughing all the way to the bank as he should he's built something amazing with summer game fest we're big fans
1: if it, if it's canceled this year i don't know if he's seen i don't know if we see e3 again at least for a while Like i don't know if we see it pop back up next year yeah 100 percent. how you pop, pop back from this one right? Uh,
2: Nano points out that Repop was starting to approve media badges. That is correct. We have been approved for our E3 badges, so oh yeah, <laughs> we'll see what I will see where I'm walking around in uh, E3 land. Uh, I'm skimming obviously through Cat and Rebecca's great reporting here. This is an interesting paragraph to pull up as we talk about Jeff Keeley. In contrast to the deep concerns about E3, feelings were mixed to positive about Jeff Keighley's PlayDays, an in-person, media-only event that last year took place over two days in early June, around the same time as E3, and which has been confirmed again for this year. Several people we spoke to confirmed that they had games locked in for PlayDays, and a few mentioned they expected more games to be present this year than last year that said the event's still significantly smaller than e3 has been historically and as opposed to its first run in 2022 may not be composed almost entirely of hands-on demos
1: interesting
2: ladies yeah. and gentlemen
1: i mean this feels like oh we're all but there we're like it feels like we're at the finish line where jeff Ke- we're we're about to announce that jeff keely's won. right like jeff keely is now just the new e3 the, there was no doubt yeah, like God we knew left. this was gonna happen, but it it all it feels like it's happening way quicker than I even expected. I at least thought that this year would have been a, a little bit of a back and forth battle where it's like, oh man, Summer Game Fest was way better than E three this year. That's kind of wild. And then maybe by next year, it's like, oh man, I, the fact that it's already happening this year and it feels like, by the time we go to Summer Game Fest, like we have confidence. That we're going to go to Summer Game Fest and there are going to be games there that are worth covering. I we do, don't know what they
2: have ha- confidence in that. I do have confidence.
1: Yeah, in that. like we don't know what those games are yet, but based on what we got last year, like last year had Sonic, last year had um, uh, Street Fighter, last year had a handful of games that were, you know, varying degrees of neat to cool to big, right? With a couple of big things being Sonic and Street Fighter. I expect we go again this year and there are going to be some, maybe some of the bigger games of the year ne- uh, um, uh, 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 coming down next year, right? Like what are. Like, what would be at E3 this year? I I don't, I don't know what what I there's mean, left to, all to I've been show saying there. Every
2: time we talk about this, is Embracer Group. But if you got Ten Cent saying they're not coming, I don't know what Embracer is going to be saying.
1: What's your do you have? What's your vision of what the summer looks like then? At least for that week week of the summer, because we know Summer Game Fest is going to happen. Uh, Xbox is going to have their showcase. Yeah. Um, I believe you did you did the breaking news yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Ubisoft, Ubisoft thing. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft doing it. They're doing an actual event.
2: The twelfth, I believe, yeah, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong, but I believe that was the announcement yesterday.
1: Is the idea that they're going to have their own individual spots for press to come through and play their games as well? Do you think that, that that's how they, they go about it?
2: I mean I I would say no. I would think that if you're Ubisoft and like you know one of the things they said yesterday as they pulled out was like you know hey we're, it doesn't align with our thing we're gonna do our own thing which is very similar to the date so it's weird that it doesn't align. Mm-hmm. I think their plan might be you know hey let's show a bunch of games and show do announcements or whatever but not have them be playable. Mm-hmm. Like it's another weird one right where you know to have lived through so many different versions of E3 and so many different versions of video game announcements and COVID and everything else. I think you know, and I don't mean to be. I, I like everyone's perspective on this chat, obviously writing uh, live on it and stuff like that. But I feel like the power of the hands-on preview by no means has fallen away and isn't in a, in a powerful event. I don't think it needs to be teamed, uh, teamed up anymore with announcements and showcases and press events. I think right now when you watch, and I, right there, what I just said. I'm Greg Miller. I have a degree in journalism. My whole life was building to writing about games when I was a kid, right? And I did it, and then I became this thing. I think about games coverage now, and I think about, uh, hey, what's going on from the E3 where there's a PlayStation showcase, there's going to be this Xbox dev underscore thing we're all going to watch. I don't think about then going to IGN to catch their hands on. I think about watching my friends talk about it, listening to a podcast about what they thought of the thing, going to TikTok and seeing breakdown videos of all this different stuff. I think you actually get lost in the the mix if you're trying to do, hey, we announced – 14 games today, there's five of them playable at this thing. You come and play, but people are still talking about the thing, and they watch it, but then there's a hands like It seems like people have found success with, hey, big news for the big drop of whatever we're doing, multiple games, multiple trailers. Then weeks, months later, there's one event for one game. Then weeks, months later, there's another event for another thing, and they get their moments in the sun that way. Like I, I think if I was Ubisoft, and I'm talking out my ass here of what it looks like, i'm gonna do a presentation and then no i'm not gonna say and and it's not gonna be like when i started in 2007 and behind these doors are all the games to go play like i don't think that's the value i think it's the value of the pomp, the circumstance the announcements whatever then you have a hands-off embargoed assassins or hands-on embargoed assassin's creed jade preview thing that lifts days later weeks later
1: yeah i mean yeah i think that i think that makes sense you know i look back at last year and We've been been getting this more and more, where a trailer would will i I'm, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because of course like you have the the IGN experience you've been doing this a very long time. I feel like back in the day, yeah, it would be a trailer drops and then like later that day or like like maybe at the same time it would be oh IGN posts a hands on or something like that, right? Yeah. Like uh, uh, during that that E3 time, where I feel like in recent years I look at last year and what we had um. IGN had like the IGN first first Sonic and I and they th- were the only people that had hands on and yeah. then weeks later Sonic shows up at Summer Game Fest and we're able to post like later that week a an original hands on thing for the embargo and then later in the month there was like a secondary embargo that Maybe annoyed about, that, about
2: um
1: about like the the subspace rooms or whatever um and like I remember that being annoying but it also felt like a let's mess around with the timing of things since we can have this prolonged presence in our marketing. I look back at um, Street Fighter uh, being another example, where we got a Street Fighter trailer at PlayStation's State of Play at like the end of May. And then what, a week or so later, it was at Summer Game Fest and we were able to talk about our hands-on. Like it wasn't a day and date thing. It was, it was separated by about a week or two um and that feels like a smarter way to do it right you have the original wave of hey we're all watching this trailer we're all dissecting this trailer and then a week later you have it be that all right now everybody's playing it now what do you have to say about it i see this year working similarly and in, in, uh, at least for in some regard to you know my I, the idea slash prediction slash looking at the reports from um I, I forget if it's cgc or jeff grover both but them talking about how um PlayStation's gonna do a showcase at some point, right? Like PlayStation, yeah. I think it was Jeff Grubb, but PlayStation's showcase is gonna happen later in, um, uh, in the first half of the year. You would think that it happens end of May, right? Like, hey, let's get in right before E3 slash Summer Game Fest season. Announce what we what we did, similar to how they did with the state of play last year, and then maybe have a game or two show up um, at the um, Summer Game Fest play days, or have a game show up later in the month f- where you fly out, press, or do whatever. Right? Give them yeah, like, yeah. access to the game uh, game somehow. It feels like that's how things are working more and more. And to your point, right? Like that doesn't have to be a like an E three scenario where it is we announce it and now you have to now you you get to play it at the same day. It can be a for Ubisoft if Ubisoft's doing their own thing. It can be. Hey, we're Ubisoft. Here is 10 to 15 minutes of of Assassin's Creed Mirage and then a month later press finally get to play it and then that's when you get the 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 behind closed doors thing.
2: Yeah, I think right now the big learning uh mm. from COVID and everything else and also just the way the industry is that everybody wants their moment for their big stuff. And so even for Summer Game Fest, which I think will be bigger this year, I think you'll see bigger games there and stuff, I still don't think you see the heavyweights there. I imagine Jeff does the presser like he did last year, ends on something big, has big things in there, similar to like Last of Us Part 1 last year. But Last of Us Part 1 wasn't playable at Play Days, right? Uh, Cluster Protocol had that trailer. It wasn't playable at Play Days. There was smaller stuff there because, again, it's just taking the model we've seen everybody using the – in the mid-days of E3, not the old days of E3, of, you announce your big stuff there, but then you use that- that coverage to be the flagpole- or the tentpoles to then house the 17 previews of smaller things that are going on there. And that's... Works really well for SGF, I think, and what he's what Jeff's doing there, and, and the ability to assemble. Like you remember last year, there were so many Day of the Dev games there, right? Where there were so many small indies that were great that we really loved playing and having a great time covering. And like, yeah, Sonic was huge, and Street Fighter was huge, but it wasn't that triple A mainstream game that's going to get everywhere. Uh, I think you continue to see that, and I think yeah, you, people continue to fight for oxygen. And like, the days of, I, legitimately, I remember the PlayStation press conferences we would go to right before we even did live reacts at IGN were cool. It would end and like they'd show and debut stuff there that wasn't going to be playable. And then it would be like, all right, cool. Now we're going to reset the stage and you can come down and you can play 23 of these games that you just saw or whatever. And then write your previews Mm -hmm. while fucking Jane's addiction played behind you and screamed. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Uh, but it was like, that's where you're playing fat princess and all these other smaller games. You weren't playing whatever the big, big hit was that just got debuted up there. That's going to be behind closed doors. That's going to be doing something else. It's wild also, to see. I you know again there's so much good stuff here in Cat and Rebecca's cat val- uh, and Rebecca's reporting on IGN. Uh one thing that I got lost like I just saw I I was refreshing my Twitter seeing if ESA is already going to be like already out there be like, "Yo, it's over." But this is an interesting one. Uh from their article, "What's more, RePop is preparing for further internal shakeup next month." Per an email to staff as seen by IGN, Lance uh Festerman, the company's president for the last 14 years is preparing to step down, leaving current VP and RePop since 2004 michael uh, Kiskin to fill in his shoes and then cat writes disclosure i'm a former repop employee as a oh this is rebecca actually um as a staff writer from games industry biz god damn chaos wild this is it it's got to be dead
1: yeah, it's not happening this year. Like, E3, there's, I would be shocked if, if there is an E3 happening this year. And if it happens this year, I'm going there with a camera <laughs> to, like, film <laughs> what the fuck is going on here. Just the lone ball pit in the middle of the room. Like I'm going there with a camera. I'm, I'm oh. like the bologna sandwiches from the Like Fest. Like, I'm, I'm there recording everything. Ladies
2: and gentlemen, I can't wait to see if e3 makes it or not for 2023 but that is so far away bless if i wanted something more immediate say what came to the mom and grab shops
1: where would i go you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday
2: yeah today colossal cave xbox series x and s and xbox one crime boss rock hay city on pc mlb the show 23 on everything that's right remember it comes to everything well i guess not pc but playstation xbox switch uh sifu xbox series x s and one uh terra Nail, pc ios and android last of us part one on pc enchanted on pc death roads tournament early access on pc simon the sorcerer origins on pc all the playstations all the xboxes and nintendo switch drop system breach on pc new dates for you marfusha launches on xbox one playstation 4 playstation 5 and switch april 6th and then steam and support for windows 7 8 and 8.1 on january 1st 2024 deals of the day for you uh, the dark pictures anthology season one is 59.99 on xbox that's everything that's all of them. that's a deal right there that's, that's four deal. four video games some Four, of them are really good. Or some yeah. of them are
1: good. <laughs> Four
2: bad, to uh, great video games. <laughs> Have some fun with it. We love it over here. Yeah. Uh, bless. We ask people watching live on Twitch.tv slash Kinda Funny Games and YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games to go to Kinda Funny.com slash you're wrong and keep us honest by telling us what we screw up as we screw it up, so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games. Uh, Kebab says I compared uh Zelda's fuse mechanic to Dead Rising in the pre-show chat.
1: Not nuts and bolts. I wasn't trying to represent you accurately, Kebabs. I was trying to smear your name, so cool. Uh, Liberal Nerd says, Greg thanked
2: producer Delaney Twining. It's twinning. Put some respect on those lips. Now, Liberal Nerd, I don't think you're Delaney Twining, who has written in before and told us it's not Delaney Twining, it's Delaney Twining. So, Liberal Nerd, take your fucking hand, walk out to the goddamn car, and slam it in the car door yeah and then jakey coon says uh greg's and that was a lot chance the rapper gif reference was actually a reference to tyler the creator Jesus gif Christ. where he says so that's a fucking lie that uh, is now i correct. know what you're
1: talking about i, now don't I know, know who you're chance talking about. The rapper is everybody shocking wow. everyone i'm sure
2: i don't know who this man is
1: uh, greg i think you would like chance the rapper a lot okay. i'm gonna send you some you of his songs
2: would. yeah okay all right, good to know. Send me some – make me a little playlist. Like, Greg, you'd like this, and then I'll do I'll,
1: it. I'll make you a chance to wrap a playlist. I got you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot.
2: Uh, guess what? That's it for Kind of Funny Games Daily today. Who will drop out of E3 tomorrow? Well, we don't know. But your host will be Blessing and Me. Then Thursday, it's Blessing and Me. And then Friday, it's Me and Blessing. If you're watching live on Twitch right now, guess what? Time for a morning show with Mike, Andy, and Nick. Uh, if you're not watching live, of course, I think on that's Twitch, that's not happening.
1: <laughs> well, no, that morning show, Rock-C- I don't think it's happening. They're playing Rock City.
2: No, they pivoted all the way to that. I thought they were still doing the morning show Star. No, I my think, my are,
1: are they able to do that from the? You know what? We don't don't take my word for it. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows with the stream? They'll be streaming something. YouTube.com slash kind of
2: funny games, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. If you want to watch it later, of course, YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Of course, this has been kind of funny games daily, each and every week down of a bunch of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news that you need to know about. If you like that, please go to patreon.com slash kind of funny and kick us a few bucks so Nick can buy me coffee. But so you could get the show ad free, you could get the dozens of exclusive episodes we put up each and every month. You could get all the shows without any ads, watch the podcast, get recorded live, get a t shirt. Have a great time. However, if you have no books to toss away, please like, subscribe, and share Kind of Funny Games daily on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Podcast services are on the globe. Even if you only consume it on one platform, go to the other one, subscribe there, leave a review, do all that jazz, and help us out because it really goes far. Thank you, Nick.
0: What do you he guys to, So are you yeah. not
2: doing the morning show? You're not doing the morning show Nick. No,
0: we got Simon here. We might get into the back rooms.
2: Oh, the back rooms. Yeah, we, okay. So
0: we, might get, we might get down and scary and
2: dirty with uh, Yeah. Cardi. Well, we, we, we know, <laughs> hey, there he is, the scary, the scary dirty boy, Simon Cardi. Simon Cardi, of course, on the Kind of Funny podcast. You should go check that out, right, he was man?
0: Like, he was like, do you think my file gets late today? I was like, oh, most definitely. <laughs> you're know, you're never leaving. Never you're never this. leaving. We're going to make a <laughs> little bed like... on the couch Woo.
2: outside. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. I, of course, have been your Kind of Feudy champion. Can I retain it today? Find out on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. But until next time, no. It's been my pleasure to serve you.